Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. The Gospel of John, chapter 12. Verse 12. On the next day, a great multitude had come to the feast. When they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, they took up branches of the palm trees and went out to meet him and cried, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. The scene in verse 12 opens up on this great throng of people who had gathered for the feast. The feast that would now cultivate in just a few days' time. According to the book of Exodus, this would be the time in which each family would choose a lamb that would be sacrificed for the covering of their sins for yet another year. Each family would go through this process, each bringing a lamb to the high priest for inspection. Priest would, over the next few days, inspect and observe each lamb to be sure it was flawless in color and form. Furthermore, that the lamb was not sick. So, as all of these lambs were in Jerusalem, thousands of them in all, all waiting to cover their owner's sin, the pure and the unblemished Lamb of God was also entering Jerusalem but with the full intent of not just covering man's guilt and sin, but erasing it. Once and for all, for all of mankind, for all time. The people, they laid before him giant palm trees, uh, leaves, excuse me, and the palm tree uh, long being the representation of victory, of triumph. The people, they cried out, Hosanna. That word means it's, or literally means, um, as close as I can say it in English, save us, I beg you. These folks on the road that day, According to Matthew Henry, were not the inhabitants of Jerusalem, but the country people that came from remote parts to worship at the feast. We will see that in Jerusalem that day, that the nearer to the temple of the Lord, the further from the Lord of the temple. Because you see, these people, they were not the rulers, nor the great men, those who went out to meet Jesus. But the commodity, the commonality, some called them a mob. Christ had chosen the weak and the foolish things. You know, I wonder if any of the people on the road that day had a clue what was really going on before them. I mean, do we? Or are we like many of the masses today Are we waving our palm branches for a multitude of misdirected and no doubt selfish reasons? Did these folks really understand that he was the Son of God, the Messiah of Israel? Or were they just possibly carried away by emotion and mob mentality? Maybe they thought he was a 
king who would free them from Roman occupation. Or maybe, maybe they just saw him as the bread and fish guy, the miracle guy, the new rock star of that day. I mean, were they out there on that road as disciples that day or paparazzi? We don't know. But it was likely that just as in the modern church, there were in that crowd all of these kinds of people and all of these different understandings. But we do know for sure that in a very brief time, the cry would go from save us to kill him. How did that happen? Acknowledging this 180 degree change, it would behoove us to look closely at what Jesus does and what he says between this point and that of the cross. One of the benefits of years of ministry, if, if I can call it a benefit, is to see the results of time. For some, time is a manifest of learning and growing and maturing and ever forward discipleship. For others, well, for others, it's a slow and painful cancer-like demise. As age changes a person's physical appearance, for many, it also changes the spiritual. Their faith becomes slower and slower, less and less attractive, forgetful, inattentive, dispassionate and tired. I mean, they started out throwing down palm trees and shouting out to the Lord for salvation. But you see, when, when they started learning what it is that Christ really was all about, what he was asking them to do, how to live, what he was wanting from them, well, the passion quickly faded. We've grown lazy, desperately trying to fit God into our lives and into our world instead of simply dying to self and giving our lives to God to do as he sees fit. It can take a long time to get to this point, months, even years, but we eventually stop moving forward and we start nesting at some spiritual level, at some point in our lives. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. To learn more about Tim Dodson or Believer's Church, visit jfbelievers.com.